Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our honored guest is Natasha Hemingway from North Carolina, not really from there, but that's where she lives. Um, She's the CEO and founder of Sales with Heart, Not Hustle. She's a sales coach, a consultant, and a speaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Helene. I'm really, really excited to be here and to serve and pour into your audience the best I can. So thank you. Someone told me once that uh, everything in life is sales and negotiation. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to believe them. I'm one of these kind of like romantic people that just kind of wants to look through life through these flowery lenses. It doesn't serve me. I'll just be honest (laughs) with you. Um, It it kind of is delusional and magical thinking. And, you know, it's not really, it's not really a good way to be. Um, But I love the title of your company, Sales with Heart not hustle. And I think that's really where we are as a society, but curious what you think about everything is a sales conversation. Yeah, I could not agree more. I tell my my clients all the time, you know, sell with heart, not hustle is a real thing to the point that it's a registered trademark. And I tell people is that we have all these misconceptions about sales. And so we think it's this bad thing or this dirty thing, and we block ourselves from being open and available to it. But I'm like, Selling is happening all the time, whether you own a business or you don't, whether you work in corporate or you don't, whether you're a mom trying to sell your child on something, like you're always selling and presenting an opportunity or a situation, or let's say it's in corporate, it's your brand. It is your personal brand. So people, I think, equate sales to someone's trying to sell me a product or a service, right? And it's not. It is, we are constantly in sales conversations, whether it's at the grocery store, it, it is happening all the time around us. And it's like when I wake people up or kind of open their eyes and give them that awareness that it's happening all the time, that it's not a bad thing. And especially it's about how you do it, the integrity, the heart behind it, how you show up. And the fact that truly at the essence of sales, it is really looking whoever you're talking to, let's say that potential client, customer, the person you're engaging with, your boss, company, whatever, whoever you're having that conversation with, it's less about you and more about them. And having that heart piece, not the hustle, is finding out what they need, why they need it, and figuring out how you can best support them reaching their goals or meeting a desire or solving a problem. And the more that you see it that way, it's about who you're serving, not who you're selling mm-hmm. in that air quotes, right? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's serving. You're serving someone and you have something that they need right? That's a value to them, but it's the conversation of how you articulate that. And that comes with the discovery of finding out what they need and why they need it before you can solve their problem. Or yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, people get so nervous. There's so much charge around this topic in general, uh, but we do need to earn money, right? At the end of the day, everybody needs to put a roof over their head. They need to feed themselves. So it's something we all need to get comfortable with. Not that I'm comfortable with it. You know, I just know that it's necessary. <laughs> yes. Well, and most women, like I have male and female clients and 
you know, the one-on-one coaching side of my business is a lot more with solo entrepreneurs, or they have very small teams, or they built a million dollar plus business and they need to stop being the bottleneck, which is them being the only person selling all the time, right? And so there's a process process needs to be developed, sales strategy. And then on the consulting side, those are like bigger companies, corporations I consult. But when I look at that part of my business with the one-on-one coaching, it is the majority of my clients are women. And the majority of them say exactly what you said. I'm not good at it. And I challenge them on that because I'm like, I beg to differ. You're doing it all the time. You just don't know it. And I also tell them is that we have to have it. Like the if you're in a business of your own, like a business is the de- basic definition is the selling of products or services, right? The selling of goods or services. So if we're not selling, we're not making money, we can't keep our business open. And so I'm really, really passionate about helping women find their authentic sales voice, um, their authentic sales message, and understanding how to have a process and a strategy that's in their business so that they can be profitable and not just passionate, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we're doing yeah. 15 million things and they don't really matter and they don't move the needle. Uh-huh. And then we lose our businesses that we're passionate about. And that's heartbreaking to me. It is. It really is. Because we need more passion in this world. It is. It's tough out there. It's it's not. And it's not getting any easier. It's crazy. I went, yeah. I went to a restaurant last night and I love this restaurant. It's like the only restaurant I go to and I don't feel sick. Such healthy food made with such love. You used to be able to get like a bowl for like $17. A few weeks ago, I noticed, well, I got up to 19 Last night it was 20 And I was like, oh my gosh, for oh. beets and rice? I don't know. It's just getting a little crazy. <laughs> I know um, it's organic and all but well and I think that's why it's just as important to understand who you serve and the value that you provide for them and making sure you meet their needs because otherwise if people can't see the value because one of the big reasons that people don't buy is actually not price it's not price it's it's not it's that they don't see the value yes perception right yeah yeah if people don't see the value they won't buy it but it usually has nothing to do with price Interesting. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. How did you know this was going to be your thing? Like what was, what, what about your life story brought you to start this, this, this company and become a sales coach? Yeah. It's so funny. So I was just in London doing a two day with a team that I consult with doing like a two day, what we call like quarterly planning session, like QPD. And we were going through this personality, you know, testing and studying and, And it was funny, the guy who was presenting was saying the majority of the things, like wherever you're doing right now that you're really passionate about, which I love sales, and it's pretty much all I've done. It's like, it's been kind of a common thread throughout your whole life. And so I can remember, we actually had to write down the story of reflecting back to how early that came about. And I can remember it being very early on in my like elementary life of just selling things or negotiating or bringing people together. It's always been there, but coming out of college, I thought I wanted to go to med school. I had a biology degree, decided I don't want to go to med school. I don't want to be in school anymore. And I don't want to pay any more student loans because I went to a private college and I was like, no more. No, thank you. No more debt. And so when I had a shift in career, I'm like, I love people too much um, to be in someone's science lab or a chem lab. I can't do it. I would drive them crazy and talk too much. So with that said, I was like, what career can I take? and apply my love of science and people and helping people in kind of the same lane. And that is when it came into like medical device sales, pharma sales, doing all of that because it married the two loves. So I got to use my degree and I got to 
utilize the heart that I have for people and helping people get to a solution or get to a product that's going to change their life. Because mm. you can absolutely be passionate about that. Because I'm a firm believer, if you don't love it, don't sell it. Find something else. I know, right? It's so, so true. <laughs> I'm being courted for a um, a position right now. And, you know, they asked that question, like, you know, do you think you can sell this? And I was like, you're kidding me? Like, this is the only thing I want. I would ever sell because <laughs> I believe in it so fully. It's so yes. But it's so interesting. I, know, I didn't know that you had that background because it is a science. I mean, yes. health is a science, right? And and this is a system that works, right? You've developed your own systems that work. So fascinating. And folks, those of you who are listening can't see her, but she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. And she definitely has vitality. So I'd love to know about the things you do to preserve and maintain your vitality. Oh, man, that, that's such a good question. I, I think it goes back to, I've had to figure this out very quickly because coming out of college, going into pharmaceutical sales for eight years, then medical device sales for eight years. I've served on both the rep side, the management side. It's all I've known. And if you know anything about corporate sales, especially sales rep, so you are, you know, you're kind of ranked by numbers. You're, it's all about your number. And so it's very much a hustle. And so for me, very early on, I had to realize to preserve my health and my vitality is that I have to make time for myself and I have to have boundaries. Nice. Am I the best at it? Absolutely not. I am a Enneagram two, the servant leader, and I'm a wing three, which is a achiever and a wing one, which is a perfectionist, kind of hot man. <laughs> so I am a recovering perfectionist. I'm always in recovery and I'm always having to make sure I put boundaries in place because I will do, 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 give, give, give. I will give of myself to someone else before I put myself there. And so that can lead to burnout. So I've had to, and I tell you what, becoming a wife and a mom also, especially, especially losing our first full-term son back in 2013 changed my entire life. I'm so sorry. And so once we had our son in 2014, it actually massively shifted and changed how I saw life, my purpose, what I would put my energy towards and what I would not. So, I mean, I think I've had to learn it through hard ways and lessons because it doesn't easily come to me. But when I think going through pain, it bursts purpose, right? A lot of times. And it also helps you understand what's important and what's not. And I think it comes with age and wisdom. So I would say boundaries <laughs> is a thing for me. Um, and giving myself, as I tell my clients, giving myself space and grace to make mistakes, to learn, to evolve, to ask for boundaries, to take a step back, retreat. Those things are all like constantly having to be in play. And then I have accountability from my husband too. <laughs> Natasha, you just packed a lot into that answer. That is incredible. <laughs> well, I think it's really important for everyone who's listening to hear that, yes, boundaries are really important, very challenging for most of us. Um, and, and you also know yourself. Mm -hmm. you're, you've done your self-development work and not everyone needs to do, go out and do the an Enneagram. Uh, if you don't know right. what that is, definitely check it out. It's really interesting. But know yourself. Know where you tend to kind of fall off track. And I think if that's one takeaway for, for our listeners today is to really know yourself. Know kind of what you need to be careful about. Like for me, I've got to get my sleep. Oh. I don't get my sleep. I'm like grumpy. I can't think straight. Like, forget about it. Nothing works for me. <laughs> same. same. That's me and my son, my husband, my mom. 
not so much. Me and my I, son, we need it. I, I can't, I like these people who like sleep for four hours or six hours. They're just like, fine. I'm like, it just, it's a marvel. Um, but folks know yourself, learn about, you know, what areas, you know, you need support in. Um, I that's interesting. You, you hold your husband accountable. Is that what you said? Say that again. You hold your husband accountable. You said you have like an accountability. Oh, no, 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 no. I said, he holds me accountable. Oh, so he's like no. your accountability partner. That's nice. Yeah. Cause he knows that I will give and give and give and give and give and I'll burn out. And then I'll just kind of like crash. And he's like, babe, that that's not healthy. Got you know, like, yeah. Yeah. We, it, it takes a while to recover from that. So he's always like, Hey, maybe you might need to slow down a little bit or yeah, really. No. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say this too, Helene, yeah, please. something that you touched on, um, because I always say nothing we do is absent from our mindset, right? And so, yes, I teach sales messaging, um, sales process strategy. I've done it for 23 years, all of that. But I also, with my clients, heavily work on their mindset um, to the point that I have a keynote on it. There's a cycle on it, the fear to face cycle. And one thing that you said, I'm like, is so true is the Knowing yourself, the self-awareness, I tell my clients all the time, self-awareness is the gateway to growth. You want to know how to grow? Check yourself. Listen to your thoughts. What is your subconscious saying? How do you shift to a conscious? How do you acknowledge those things? Yeah. Then how do you move yourself through so that you can take action from a place of truth and not fear? And I think so many of us are so spun up and how fast the world moves and the old garbage or old neuro pathways that our brain takes that can be negative sometimes that we don't slow down and actually catch thoughts process them because as i tell my eight-year-old son like what you are like what you say what you think is what you are so your mind is precious and you have the power to lead but you cannot do that if you're looking for it outside externally Right. That's an internal thing. What do you get yourself there? And more, how do you handle the stumbling blocks to step back when you made a mistake or whatever, where you can have some self-reflection, right? Like process. And it's, it's, I think in the world that we're living in, we are moving so fast, trying to achieve so much, trying to do so much, trying to hustle so much that we aren't even in tune with ourselves and what it is that we actually want or thinking we want something that we don't even actually desire when it comes down to it. Right. Because it's not even our, our desire. It's like, oh, I, I'm a good daughter or I'm a good you know, wife or I'm a good mother. It's like, you know, what about you? Um, and that you're right. You're absolutely right. We, we actually now need to have more intentional time to integrate all the impressions and things that are coming at us as well as our emotional well-being than ever before. Uh, it's coming up for me personally, but it's also coming up for my clients, my friends. I mean, people around me. I've been hosting these day retreats here in Malibu. And, oh man! Yeah, it's That's really amazing. nice. If you're ever out here, you gotta come to one. They're incredible. I'm like that sounds amazing. Yeah, and and the women who have been coming is I just needed to like take a moment to like integrate, to just take a step away and integrate. And I think that we need to be doing that in our daily lives just to maintain our vitality. Um, and like you said several times, to slow down. Boy, is that yeah. a challenge for me at least? It's a big challenge because oh, I'm thanks. a. <laughs> um, I'm not a two and a one. Um, I'm a three. Um, but you know, it's uh I think I'm a that's adjacent. Come on, Helene. You're you're right there with me, girl. <laughs> My thing is a three. You you're right there. Oh, that honesty. Um, I bet all day. Something that you said I really love, and I've I've been 
thinking a lot about feeling into from fear to faith. Mm. And as we're coming into this new year, it is something that I, that is going to be, I think, really important for us to stay Attentive, attentive to like you talk to your son he's so lucky to have you as his mom thank you and I don't want to step over just you know the loss that you had you know that's mm-hmm. a really big deal when you lose a baby so I'm so sorry that's okay thank you so much I can't even imagine um but to 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 raise our children and also inside of our own minds to Mm-hmm. tell ourselves, you know, from fear to faith. I mean, that process of being aware of when our belief systems or when our neural pathways are functioning inside of a fear context yes. is so powerful. So I love that what you said from fear to faith. It's something I've heard before, but I just want to highlight it, bring it to the surface, shed some light on it. Can you speak to that for a moment? Sure. It actually is a cycle that, that was birth and bless into me. I I say it was given to me. God gave it to me. Um, And it came out of my despair in my deep, darkest times. Didn't know what I was good at. Didn't know which way I was going. And it was like, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this. And it was kind of that trailing by happening behind losing our full-term son then getting pregnant quickly after and having to basically try to manage my emotions and thoughts as I'm grieving, but also knowing that I'm responsible for this child that I am carrying and giving him the best opportunity to get here. It was all those things. And then getting promoted and being the only African-American senior territory sales manager across the division, across the country, all this stuff. Then a couple of months later, getting pushed out of my job, all this like, bam, 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 these things that are going on that are not in my control, not my fault. Um, Layoffs can't prevent it. Losing job can't prevent it. Like it, it was just all these things. And once I got into this point, And I was entering into the world of entrepreneurship and it was like, I hit this point and I was just like, I don't even know anymore. And literally God gave it to me, blessed it to me. And I was like, I will use this and I will share it. And it's a cycle where it's the five steps of it is there's life event, which is at the top, which is acknowledging the things that have happened to you in your life that have caught like things that have happened to you that have caused you to think about life differently. It can be having a baby, which is joyous, but it's life changing (laughs) or a marriage or a death or losing a job, anything or someone, something that's happening in your childhood. That's very unfortunate and brutal. You know, those things that shift us and shape us that we can sometimes not sometimes that we pick up and we carry along with us and we don't even realize it. Right. Like we're just operating and pushing through and it's like, oh, well, that happened. That's my new homeostasis. Let me put that in the backpack, too. And my body's at this. It just knows how to trudge. And the backpack gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And then it's like that life cycle. We the life event, you have to acknowledge those things because, again, we're just operating. Right. So it's acknowledging them. And then the next step is usually what happens come from those life events. They happen. And operate as triggers. So what happened though, as that fear kicks in, we actually don't really understand fear. So the fear part is for us to understand and acknowledge what fear truly is, right? And I always tell people, I don't care if you're Oprah or Bill Gates, they're amazing, but they have fear too. It's understanding how to shift and move through the fear because things are going to happen, but do you know how to move through it? And then I talk about understanding your subconscious, your conscious, how do you take your power back? So there's a position of pause that's third in the cycle, which is truly slowing down. And how do you actually take your power back? And that looks different for everybody, 
But if you don't not acknowledge, ooh, life event, ooh, trigger, there's fear. The next thing after pause, third, how do you take your ride back? Four is choices. But where we get stuck is a lot of times we do what I call a short loop. Instead of going through this full cycle, we go life event, I'm triggered, fear, and then we make a choice from a place of fear. Instead, we need to pause after that fear, acknowledge our thoughts, take it captive, as I say, shift it to your conscious and say, you can put insert whatever that negative thing is and ask yourself, talk to yourself and say, is it true? Natasha, that you can't, let's say I want to start a podcast. Is it true that you can't start a podcast because you believe nobody would listen to it? Whatever the example. And the answer is 99.9% .9 of the time, no, it's not true because you haven't done it. But your mind will process and make you think that that fear is real, like you're going to die if you do it. So it's acknowledging and understanding fear. So it's life event, fear, pause. How do you take your power back? Choices. How do you make choices from a place of truth and not fear? And the truth comes from the pause, which is where your power lies. Mm. Not and then so the, fifth, the fifth is action. Because it does no good. As my mom says, don't talk about it, be about it. Because a lot of times we talk about the things we want and we dream and we vision and map out and, you know, all these things. But if you don't take action, you are not proving to yourself or battle testing it, right? And saying, wow, I am capable. Okay, I made this step and the step may be small. Sometimes people try to overthink it and be like, I need to do this big thing. It's like, no, it could be as small as the example that I gave you of, I can't do a podcast, right? I walk myself through the cycle and it's like, okay, my first step of action is I'm going to set a date for the podcast to start it and I'm going to create a name. Boom, that's an action. So you are actually training your brain. And y'all, I get a little nerdy and geeky on this stuff because I have a biology degree and I love it. But I get a little geeky, but you're training your brain to create these new neuropathways for it to start getting away from old habits, old triggers, old pathways, a lot of trash that's been put on us that we did not ask for. And we all um, have those folks. No one's immune. No. <laughs> if you're human, no. you got that stuff. No, but it's a yes. brilliant process. Yeah. And I know that this works. I mean, I can speak to it personally. Uh, I haven't worked with Natasha folks, but mm. uh, I do a process very, very similar. And she's absolutely right. Most of us short circuit it. We speed through it, but the power lies in the pause. I love it. I love it. Don't just talk about it. Be it. That That's was it. exactly what she said. She said, don't say it, be it, right? No, I said, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't talk about it, be about it. I love it. It's so um, good. It's so good. Um, do you use a tool to like maintain um, a balance to, you know, slow down and make time for the things that you need to do? No, I don't. Is it like I'm a flow, just intuition? I think it's, I think it's that. Like I know myself enough that when I, when I'm doing too much, I'll tell my husband, I'm whiny. I'm like a toddler. I need to go sit down. Like I need to sit down. And my husband will say, maybe you go get a massage. Maybe you need to go stay at a hotel overnight or whatever. He'll like, that's where I'm saying. He has that accountability where he'll pull me in or he'll see it and he'll say it. And it just happened like a couple of weeks ago, my son went to visit my mom. We were here and I was just like really tired. We had been, I'd been like keynote speaking in London. I mean, in Vegas. And then in London for a consulting meeting, all in the same week. And I took my family with me. And then I had a week of back-to-back -back work. And then my son was going to spend time with my mom. So it was great. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just exhausted. My husband was like, maybe you should go get a massage. I'm like, no, I need to do this, this, and this. He was like, no, actually, I'm scheduling it. 
period. It's not an option. End of story. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. And so it's really not a, like a, it's not a documented thing, but there's little things that I think I've kind of fallen into the rhythm of, of like making sure my husband and I have a date night, right? If we don't have a sitter, am I working on getting a new sitter, right? Or making sure he goes to my mom's or making sure I make time for and in person, that's a problem, right? Like I need to, that's a trigger to schedule that in. So it's not really a, I guess intuitive light flow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally am in the same boat, but I also sometimes have to schedule, schedule stuff out. Like I just have to block my calendar because I know if I, like I'm protective of that time, um, for sure. Well, it sounds like your mom is also a hero. Your husband is a hero. Uh, it's so great that you have all this support around you and that you use it, right. That you allow it. Many of us don't even allow it, even if we have it. Right. So if we would like to learn more about your work, I think I hear you have a free gift for us. I do. Okay. So anything I would say, where to find me, everything is Natasha Hemingway to We keep it easy, right? So it doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever the thing is, right? Um, but what I wanted to offer you and your community is it's a special code and a special like website link. And it is $200 off Hello Clients, Hello Cash, which is a sales course. It's self-paced, it's easy, not a lot of huge videos, but it walks you through kind of getting past the myths, the mindset junk around sales. Um, It also walks you through the basic knowledge of building your sales message, a sales process strategy, and really understanding that at bare bones. And there's workbooks and all that. And that is at natashahemingway.com backslash JH for your initials. Um, and then the code is in there too, is like, I think it's like JH200, which all that'll be in the podcast show notes. So anybody can grab it at any time. Yeah, that's so great. Well, those of you who don't know, uh, we were chatting before we went live today and she and I were born at the same hospital in Maryland. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy. That's such I a small it. world. You know, here I am in California now, yeah. North Carolina, um, and life has taken us both on, you know, lots of journeys um, across, yes. you know, many, many places. So it's just really fun to see how, connected we are uh, by the distance and it just always is such a joy um you know to be with you um and the guests in the vitality podcast and and folks she is a a full representation of a vital woman a mother an entrepreneur a wife natasha any last words of wisdom for our listeners oh i would just say as far as like the topic of vitality and living is i think that um, it's okay to be a little selfish. I think as women, um, it is sometimes hard for us to give to ourselves, love ourselves, give ourselves space and grace and the necessary love that we need. But women, we are powerful and we are very, very, very needed, whether it's in a friendship or a marriage or a relationship, or you are a mom, even if you're not a biolo- biological mom, but you're mom in a a, a doggy or a puppy or, you know, whatever, or even if it's not your child, but you've been given that blessing, like it takes a lot to do what we do. And we are special. We are so special. And it's so vital for us to take care of ourselves so that we can be present and provide for those who need us and who we impact um, for those that love us. So I would say it's okay to be a little bit selfish. I guarantee you our little bit of selfish is not even selfish at all. Right. It's just saying, take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.